to the Jim K. Ford Sends Nation podcast with Steve Warren and the coach, Greg Kennedy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. And uh, let's begin here today, Greg. The old pipeline. I don't even know what an NHL pipeline <laughs> is, but as far as the athletic is concerned, they did the entire NHL, all 32 teams, and they call the pipeline anybody a player involved that's under 22, 22 and under, you're part of a team's pipeline, and the Ottawa Senators are ranked seventh in the league. So, do you want to jump in? I should say hello to you, for goodness sakes. How are things? How's the week been? Jeez. <laughs> things are good, Steve. Thanks thanks for recognizing that I'm here. That was yes, awfully big yes. of you. It's kind of you yeah. to, to allow me to take part. Thank you very much. Things are good. Are you yeah. doing well? Yeah, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, I jumped right into the show. It's all about me, I guess, at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, so what do you think of that? Seventh. I, I was, you know, any I was kind of, because well, we talked about the prospects in a recent episode on our podcast, and we agreed that while the Sens have a really exciting core and looking really good at the NHL level, that things are getting a little bit lean as far as the cupboard goes of prospects. But if you shift things around a little bit and look at guys in the organization, both NHL and AHL, who are 22 and under, the Sens do look a whole lot better, let's be honest. Oh, for sure. That's that's And that was our point. We were saying, like, you want to look at the prospect list. We were carving up Mike Zeisberger from NHL.com, who put out his top five list. Um, but he was, wasn't counting Brady Kachuk. He's not counting Tim Stutzler. Well, this one doesn't count Brady Kachuk either, but he wasn't counting Stutzler or Sanderson. He's looking at guys who aren't on the roster right now and how who the top five are there. The biggest mistake we agreed on was they didn't have Matt Sogard there and probably that he had Sokolov in, in the two slot. But I was really um I was impressed when you when you look at this list and and I encourage people to go to the athletic and read it, but the the names on this list, when you think about it, at the age that these guys are at, sometimes you lose you lose track of how young these guys still are because they've been around so long. They came in so young. Like you really the, the list here is uh number one is Stutzla. Of course, Kachuk is now a graduate, so it's Stutzla's at one, obviously. Sanderson's at two, Pinto at three, uh, Greg at four, Sogard at five. Like it just goes on and on. Ostachuk six. Uh, what I really liked was at seven. Some yeah, and and you had this guy in your top five in Tyler Boucher last week when we were talking about not the NHL prospects. You had Boucher in your top five, and here he is ranked at twenty two and under as being the seventh best uh, best guy in the pipeline for the Senators. I was really impressed by that, actually. Yep, pipeline prospects. It's uh, you can define them any way you want, I suppose. And in this case, as we mentioned, twenty two and under, and those top three you don't even think of. I don't even think of them remotely as prospects anymore, but. Right. One thing we could say about Stutzla, Sanderson, and Pinto is that I think no matter how you define things, I'm I'm pretty sure we can safely say we still haven't seen the best of these three guys, due in large part to to their age. And that's crazy to say about Stutzla, who had a, a top twenty five scoring performance overall in the NHL this past season. How high can that go? I think is uh, what a lot of Sens fans are excited about. Yeah, like this guy's going to be a hundred point scorer in the NHL if he continues developing the way he is, and the the, the supporting cast around him gets better and better. He's going to be a hundred point scorer in the NHL someday. And you, yep. when's the last time the Senators had one? You know, that's that's a big deal around these parts. 
Yeah, no doubt. Ian Mendez had a thing about how the Sens rank as far as their top six forwards go. And Stutzla mm-hmm. is probably the most exciting commodity in that area. And playing center, still getting used to that position as well. That was really his first full season as a centerman in the league. And I would wonder, what do you think? If you, if you can pick, handpick the best two wingers to play with this guy for the coming season. You know, you're the coach. You're DJ Smith right now. It's opening night. Who are you putting on the sides of your best offensive player? Well, one of them is going to be a grinder. I, I Not necessarily a plug, but somebody who can play both ends of the ice and be physical. Uh, hello, Brady Kachuk. I think it's, it's Brady Kachuk is the natural fit, I think, to play with Stutzla to bring the physicality to him. And I think the other guy needs to be a finisher. Uh, I'm not sure that that's Giroux. He might get displaced this year. Maybe it's Tarasenko on the other side, but maybe it's Drake Batherson. That, that line gets reunited. I think it's a finisher and a uh, and a power forward. That that to me is the ideal uh two guys to play with uh, with Tim Stutzla. You're not going to give me specific names though. Well, I I, I did. Kachuk on one side right. and and yeah, I I'd, I'd put Tarasenko on the other side. That's where I'd start anyway. Okay. Either Ter- yeah, I, I'd start with Tarasenko there. Anyway, there's the the list. You you reeled off most of it there and so that is the Athletics uh pipeline. And that's encouraging, I think, because again in our last episode we talked about yeah, I don't know about the prospects here. Yeah. This uh, this core group had better all work out, or uh, or things could get interesting. It's a tiered list too, right? Like he 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 grades players, puts them into tiers, and and obviously Tim Stutzla Tim Stutzla's tier is uh is what's how's it worded again? Sorry, I got to remember now. Elite uh, elite NHL player is Tim Stutzla's yep. tier. Jake Sanderson is is uh, is tiered in what's Bubble NHL All Star and top of the lineup player. So there's one in between there. After that, the elite comes NHL All Star, then comes the bubble between All Star and top of the lineup. Uh, the ones that I liked were, were guys down a little lower in this list. That you know Shane Pinto projects out to be to be a bubble top and middle of lineup player. So in other words, probably a middle six forward, right? Um, that's where he's got Ridley Gregg as a middle of the lineup guy. He's got. Uh, He's got Ostapchuk as a, as a middle of the lineup. He's got Tyler Boucher in there. Like, I really liked the one line that jumped out of me from Corey Pronman. And Corey Pronman, for those who don't know, he and Scott uh, Wheeler are the two main prospects guys who write for The Athletic. Uh, Corey Pronman here, the big line that jumped out at me was that, uh, uh, well, now I got to find the line again, Steve. He looks like a very promising pro prospect. It's nice okay. to actually see and read something that's positive about this poor kid. Right. Apparently, according to Pronman, Boucher drew strong reviews from scouts in the OHL uh, when he was healthy, mind you. Like, that's good news. Uh, this kid, poor kid's been dumped on, and the organization's been dumped on for having selected this guy where they selected him. And if he's going to end up being a, a middle six forward, a power forward playing the wing in the NHL someday, that, that's really good news for this team because they got lots of guys who are going to play above them in the lineup. It's going to bring you some talent and some depth on the third and fourth line, and that's good to see. Yep, no doubt. He's got to stay healthy. I think that's the, obviously the big thing, and this is the first time you'd be playing regularly against men. And at the amateur level, college, OHL, he just has not been able to stay healthy and it's only going to get worse from here playing against men. He'll probably start the year in Belleville, almost certainly start the year in Belleville, and uh, he's going to have to figure things out and find a way to stay healthy here, and that's 
a tough thing for a guy who plays the way he does. He is a wrecking ball type player. If he can stay in one piece, though, the idea of Tyler Boucher is uh, it's going to be something that could really help this team, I think. One other thing I want to talk about with Tim Stutzla is Alexi Lafreniere, the number one overall pick from the 2020 NHL draft. Everybody's number one, by the way. He signed a two-year contract with the Rangers worth $2.3 million per season. And, man, if the stats weren't already telling you that, uh, about well, the true story of the 2020 NHL draft, certainly the contracts are. Tim Stutzla, we just mentioned, a 90-point season, and he has a contract on an average annual value worth $6 million more than the guy who just three years ago was deemed to be a better player, considerably better player than Tim Stutzla. I put it out there today, Greg, on Twitter that the whole draft lottery in 2020, picture that in your mind's eye, how you felt that night. The Sens end up with a third overall selection and number five. Everybody was super disappointed by that. Well, you know what? It was all completely a blessing in disguise. Had the Senators drawn the number one card that night or bingo ball or whatever, absolutely everybody would have taken Lafreniere. Even if you liked Tim Stutzla, everybody liked Lafreniere best. And so the draft lottery seemed to be a loss for the Sens that night, but it turned out to be a win. They ended up with one and two, as far as I'm concerned. It's it's three years past now. It may change over the course of the next uh, you know, two to five years later, but for right now, their picks at three and five, to me, are really one and two. We've talked about it and talked about it on this show many times. However you want to look at it, they, they lucked out. In a, in a, they really did luck out in, in getting the third pick because they really they had a chance to stay away. They were given the opportunity to skip Lafreniere, to skip Byfeld, and Stutzla just falls into their lap. Just it, And it's been gravy ever since. It was so lucky across the board that San Jose turned out to be a big bag of terrible <laughs> After uh, after the Carlson deal, just uh, yeah, so many great things had to happen for the Sens to end up with Jake Sanderson and Tim Stutzla. Introducing the future of driving with Ford electric vehicles now available at Jim K. Ford. Say goodbye to gas stations and hello to efficiency with electric power that delivers a smooth and silent ride. With advanced technology and smart features, you'll experience a whole new level of convenience and connectivity. And with Ford's commitment to sustainability, you'll also be doing your part for the planet. So come on down to Jim K. Ford today and test drive the future with Ford EVs or visit us online at JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes! Austin or Austin, who had the bigger signing in the NHL this week? Which Austin? Was it Austin with an I, Austin Watson, or was it Austin with an O in Austin Matthews? That's where we'll start this segment, and I'll begin with the local. Austin Watson, the former senator, was here for two and a half years and may have found a new NHL home. He signed a professional tryout with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think that's one of those deals, Greg, where you you may be not quite totally clear on your worth around the league, your market value. It sounded like Watson wanted something more than a one-year contract, and he didn't even find that around mm-hmm. the league. When the Sens decided, okay, you want more than a one-year, we don't want to do that at this stage of the game. So they let him walk into unrestricted free agency. They moved on and signed Zach McEwen. And meanwhile, Watson had to find 
what he could. And that was a professional tryout offer with the Tampa Bay Lightning. It looks like, sounds like he's probably going to win a job there, but it is an interesting comeuppance, I suppose, Greg. Yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of an awakening, right? Uh, he yeah. was looking for two years and probably a million, a million and a half. You know, I think he would have been real happy if he could have found somebody to pay him three mil for two years, but he wasn't going to get that. But you're right. In Tampa, of course, Pat Maroon is gone. He signed in Minnesota, right? Pat, Pat Maroon went and signed in, in, uh, Minnesota. Um, even, even guys like uh, Corey Perry, who's a little bit of a shift disturber. He's gone and signed in Chicago. Um, Killorn is a bit of a, you know, has a bit of a plays with a bird his saddle. He's gone. Ross Colton's gone. So there's a, there's a spot there for, uh, for a pain in the ass, uh, grinder fighter guy and and yep. he'll, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up getting it making the final roster there yeah good penalty killer too mm-hmm. he played quite a bit in ottawa as a penalty killer had three shorthanded goals last year last two years i think he had something like 16 goals in the last two years so he he had nine this past season so hey tampa bay would take that if you can go out there and and be your wrecking ball self drop the gloves occasionally help out on the penalty kill and you get nine goals I think the Tampa Bay Lightning would take that all day long. So he rejoins a couple of former senators and Nick Paul, who, of course, has been there for uh, about a year and a half now, and uh, very quietly, Logan Brown. And I bring Logan Brown up because you love when I talk about Logan Brown. He, too, is a member of the Tampa Bay Lightning as well. So Tampa Bay kind of taking on a pair of former senator reclamation projects. Craig Anderson in the news as well. He had an interesting season in that uh, he began last season, very first game of the year, he beat the Ottawa Senators in Buffalo. And then the final game of the year, he beat the Ottawa Senators in Buffalo. Well, now he's in the news again because this week, I guess he had a retirement party down in Florida. I noted that on the uh, Coming in Hot podcast. Bobby Ryan mentioned he was going down there for a retirement party for Craig Anderson. I was like, wow, I haven't heard anything about that. And so the party went off. It was great. And I guess the guys from Napoli restaurant in Stittsville were also invited. Presumably they'd befriended the Anderson family. And so they were down there and they put it out on Instagram that Craig Anderson was going to retire, sign a one-year contract with the Ottawa Senators and officially retire as a Senator. It was immediately... (laughs) deleted from Instagram. So I think it was probably letting the cat out of the bag a little early. But that's exci- that's going to be exciting for Sens fans if they do some kind of ceremony this year. Well, did it, was it one year or one day? It was a one, one day, day, right? Did I yeah, say one, one year? Yeah, you did. You threw me. That's that's probably why it was deleted then, Steve. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a one day, one day. Yeah. It's a Jose Bautista and Toronto Blue Jay truck. Yeah. I don't know Precisely. how I feel about those. I Those things are kind of, uh, it, it, the novelty of those is worn off. But nice of him to want to to feel that way about Ottawa and to want to come back here and have a and 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 have a day or a night or yeah is is he the next guy to finally go up in the Ring of Honor which makes perfect sense he's the long term over the course of a, many years he's the best goaltender like yes Dominic Hasek was better but it was too brief Patrick Laleem had some great stats but but over the course of many years Craig Anderson is the best goaltender this organization's ever had. And I think it's great if he's going to come back here and be honored in any way, shape, or form. It's it's uh, it's a it's a great idea. I look forward to it. And it's not really you know 
earth-shattering news. The guy played 10 years in Ottawa. And yeah. what, where else is he going to officially retire? He played 10 years here, and he didn't play more than three seasons anywhere else. So it would have been a real story if if the plaque at the party had read, I'm going to retire as a member of the Florida Panthers. Whoa, what, wait, what? That would be weird. So uh, it's only natural. And do you give many? any, are, are you, you said whatever form that is, like what would you do? I'm picky on the number retirement thing. I, I think there's a, there's a certain set of criteria that are required to retire a number or jersey, however you want to word it. He's he's right. a Ring of Honor candidate, no ifs, ands, or buts. I I don't think he quite rises to the level of of retiring number forty one. What are you thinking? Well, I mean, you got Chris Neal up there. He just was retired, and you just don't see many enforcers in there. And, and if you're going to extend that to a guy like Chris Neal, then then Craig Anderson isn't as far away than from this organization retiring his number as maybe other organizations might be. But yeah, I'm I'm inclined to agree. You got Wade Redden, a Ring of Honor guy, and he Craig Anderson seems to me to be of that same ilk. Same amount of time here, uh, same level of impact here. They both had, you know, good long runs in the playoffs. So yeah, they're 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 quite comparable. I think I think Chris Neal is always going to kind of be the uh the anomaly and, and every organization has them. You see Kenny Danico and New Jersey, and there's lots of guys around the league that maybe in other organizations you just don't understand it. But if you lived through the days of that guy's career, you do have a better feel for it. So, uh, Craig Anderson, uh, yeah, be interesting uh, to see what uh, they end up doing and when they end up doing it. Is it for cl- the coming year? But either way, it will be a good opportunity for Sens fans to fet. And I agree with you, uh, the greatest goalie in franchise history. Beauty. Now, moving on. Mentioned Austin versus Austin. Austin Matthews, on the other hand, some might say it's a bigger signing than the Austin Watson deal. Austin Matthews is now the richest guy in the NHL starting next year. He signed a four-year deal in Toronto worth $13.25 million. Before we get into details about the money and the worth, it is not an easy place to play. The spotlight is bigger there than anywhere else on the planet. And Matthews could have written his own ticket after this season if he wanted to. I mean, he didn't go long, but he didn't go short either. You surprised he signed for four in TO? I I was surprised, um, but pleasantly surprised. The two things you just mentioned, you know, the the um playing in the big city and, and being part of something that, that hasn't quite achieved what it's achieved yet, mm-hmm. but also the pressure of playing in Toronto and the fact that he wanted it, he wants to go back. I'm impressed by that. I, 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 I must admit that I didn't think he was the kind of guy who liked that. I thought he'd be just as happy to sit in Arizona, collect a paycheck and make 13 million playing for the Coyotes. But, uh, I, I am mildly, no, I'm beyond mildly. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by the fact that he chose to re-up in Toronto and he, he's got unfinished business there and he wants to bring a cup there. I, I think that's pretty, that's pretty damn good. Obviously I come from a, place of natural leaf hatred. <laughs> they are my natural enemy if I'm in my normal habitat. But I'm going to step outside that for a second, and I agree with you. Like it, it tells me that this guy's got a little more jam than I give him credit for. Because everybody says the same thing. Oh, regular season excellence hasn't done jack squat in the playoffs. I think the fact that he didn't run for the hills 
and wanted to stay and, and prove something, I think that would encourage me if I didn't despise the Leafs the way I do. But 13 and a quarter million dollars. Now let's let's get into that in a salary cap world. You know, that's almost 16% of your entire salary cap. And if you look at the big four, William Nylander's got to be re-signed in the next year here. He's eligible to be signed to an extension right now. So next season, if they sign Matthews, and I kind of think they won't, but the top four guys are now accounting for over 50% of the salary cap. Can you win when four of your guys account for more than 50% of the salary cap space? Well, I think that that 50% number will be lower by the time this this uh, contract kicks in, right? The Leafs are obviously, as so is the rest of the league, fully expecting and banking on the salary cap rising for next season and rising more than the 1 million or the 2 million that's been happening recently. I I could see it going up 5 million. So they, yeah, they, they, they would have to, to, to keep it, to get it under 50. Yep. So I, I think that that'll happen. And the Leafs are figuring that's going to happen. Um, whether Nylander is going to sign or not. I mean, this week he made a comment of, well, you know, I'm in no rush. I'm in no hurry. And he certainly proved that the last time before he signed his current contract, he waited till the, basically the last day before he signed. So, if you're looking at it that way, he's got a year and a half to get it done. He's got till December 31st of 2025 before he, is it 2025, 2024? Yeah, December 31st, 2024, before he has to sign. Um, I, I, I mean, Brad, to a living, give him some credit. He's come in here. He's looked at this roster, and he's kind of said, okay, they're here. It's not going to be easy to to get rid of them and get value back. He's stuck with Tavares because nobody's going to take Tavares. Uh, he gets he gets Matthews locked up. Marner, I think, would be the worst one to trade. You really want to keep Marner. Nylander seems to be the expendable one, but you've got him for another year anyway. So why not give it a shot and see what you can do with the big four for one year, one more year here? At Jim K. Ford, we know that your business is your livelihood. That's why we offer a wide range of Ford commercial vehicles and Ford Pro services to meet all of your professional needs. Whether you're looking for a tough, durable pickup truck or a spacious cargo van, we have the perfect vehicle for you. And with Ford Pro, we make it easy to customize your ride with options and business solutions that are tailored to your unique requirements. Take your business to the next level. Come on down to Jim K. Ford or visit us online at jimkford.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes! It looks like we might get some international hockey, ladies and gentlemen. Finally, I think 2016 is the last time we had kind of the pros involved in either a World Cup or an Olympics. We've gone with the non-NHL factor, and not one NHL fan I know is happy about it. Well, Bill Daly, the uh, NHL's uh, second-in-command, was talking this week, Greg, about maybe having an international event in 2025, some kind of World Cup. And then after that, rotating every two years, starting in 2026, the World Cup and the Olympics. I think that's fantastic news. It's awesome. Finally, like get your crap together and make it happen. You know, wouldn't it be great? Like in the middle of the season to have yeah. a World Cup instead of in August. Yeah, uh, it's going to be phenomenal. I, I I know the owners are going to complain about injuries and. You might have some players backing out saying, well, you know, my, my knee's a little acting up right now. I shouldn't play, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it to have just any form of international best on best of the men, you know, beyond the juniors to have something of the men, the best of the best versus the best 
I can't wait for it. Let's let's make it happen. I'd I'd watch it if they'd started tomorrow. What is your favorite Team Canada international hockey moment? Wow, he caught me completely off guard. So many good ones over the years. Is it seventy two? Is it eighty seven? Yeah. Is it the golden goal? I I still I, I like the game the. Uh, the coffee breaks up the two-on-one. Tonelli makes the play on the wall, back to the point, the tip-in by Bossy. Uh, that game was phenomenal. That was, that was a great game against the Russians before. That was the semifinal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, that, that was a great game. And, of course, I was I was at the Gretzky de Lemieux game. What a hockey game. But, you know, you look back on that, all three games were 6-5. to five. Like, they were barn burners. They were back and forth and back and forth. You know, now nowadays they're going to be more like three-two or two-one or something. Those those three games of that final, I think three games in a row like that, the '87 final, that might be the pinnacle of anything we've we've seen in our lifetime. How many Canada Soviet or Canada Russia six-five games have there been throughout history? Very interesting if you're a numerologist. Thing Marion Hosa in the news and that he has farewell game, and I brought up the numbers thing a moment ago for a reason. It was kind of interesting because we all remember Hosa wearing number 18 here. Tim Stutzel is probably going to take it and run with it now. But when Hosa, he, Hosa got a goal at the end of the game, it was a goal to tie the game at nine. <laughs> like an 18-goal game, and they played the game on the 18th of August. And uh, a cool moment for number 18 across the board. Is he a guy that goes in the ring of honor? I'd consider it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. The more the merrier. <laughs> okay. You know, let's put uh, let's put Yanni Laukinen up there. Huh? <laughs> what are you with me? Who's with me? And that will do it for this week's show, ladies and gentlemen. Greg, have a great week and we'll talk to you next time. For sure. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for being with us on the Jim K. Ford Sends Nation podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and review. Share the show with your friends and followers or become a member on Patreon. Check out our website today at SendsNationHockey.com.